roll the audio and then we will roll the video also i think <laughs> perhaps um, yeah perhaps uh yeah perchance Can you do me a favor and just press that red button on the top of the camera it's right, it's there. right there. That's it. Oh, I don't. It's kind of hard is to press. Is the light gonna? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then there's a video. We are Hi. live. Hi. <laughs> oh, it's live. It's live. Well, we're not live. Oh, it's okay. Live. It's recording. <laughs> That's what I mean. Look, I am too literal. I'm way too literal. Okay. On a lot of stuff. You That's need okay. To know that I can't be me. too. I can't be too. So we might have some awkward conversation here. Oh, that's the best kind. That's how I like to meet people. Yeah, we've only known each other for like 20 minutes now, and we're gonna, right. We're just going to ask a lot of <coughs> intimate questions. Uh, yes, intimacy. It's going to be fun, right? Yeah. I'm such a fan. That's all I get. That's all I get is <laughs> I get podcast guests. There's at least two other comics who were just like, Leslie likes intimacy. God, how did well, I not know this yet? Right. Once a week, I get to talk to talk to people <coughs> about their, their life. Uh, so could you tell everyone- Be prepared to cry. Tell everyone your name and- uh, how long you've been doing comedy? My name is Leslie Battle, and I have been performing stand-up comedy for roughly eight and a half years. It'll be nine in July if I go by the first open mic. Okay, and then how old are you? I am forty-nine. And, how, and then I'll be fifty in July. Where are you from exactly? I grew up in Tyler, Texas. I was born in Houston, but I'm really kind of well. I I spent all of my you know formative years in in Texas, and then I joined the army when I was eighteen. Okay, so you were in the army. That's pretty cool. Yeah, twenty six years. How old are you? I'm thirty. Oh, okay. So, so you actually were born around the time I went to basic training. Eighty nine? Eighty eight. Nineteen eighty nine. Oh yeah. No, I went to basic in oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to do this. You just kinda put it up to your lips and then and <laughs> just go there you go and then inhale it. Breathe it. There you go. That's good. I think you did it. I think you did it. <laughs> This is Leslie's uh, <laughs> one of our first times smoking weed, guys. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see what happens. No, you should be fine. <laughs> okay. This is called see, Blue Dream. Here's my it's problem. Really my thing is I'm afraid I'm going to be that one like person that conservatives can hold up as the poster child that weed actually killed. No. <laughs> like, that would be my freaking didn't die off that luck. edible that you were talking about earlier. Look, that that was absolutely, yeah. I should not. I should have. And it was so funny because the kid handed it to me, right? And I just like, nom, nom, nom. That was like half of a cookie, right? So I was just kind of like, that's weird. He's only giving me half the cookie, right? Oh, <laughs> no. I didn't realize oh, that no. the whole half was not all mine or wasn't supposed to be anyway. And so I'm eating it. And then like he's like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm just like. Uh, what 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 did I just do? Yeah, because <laughs> I thought I knew what was happening, but oh I, my god, I told I'm this so story. awkward like a freaking. I think I told this story on my last podcast or a few episodes ago, but um, I had someone. Um, a, a, it but was, I don't smoke tobacco either, so. <laughs> yeah, I had a family member. Oh, okay, that made me cough. Last time I tried it, it didn't <laughs> make me cough. Yeah. Oh, you definitely got it down your lungs. <laughs> Have you ever seen Training Day? Yes, but, but gosh, I don't remember like details. He like hit the weed and he was like, you got virgin lungs. Like Denzel was like talking shit to him. Cause he, <laughs> he was making him smoke weed in the car. It's so if movie. there's any part of me that's virgin, my lungs, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You so it should take, it should take. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I had four babies. So, you know, in I've, fact, I um, three. two. You might not want to. You might just want to wait and see what happens. Yeah, let's wait and see what happens. I'll hit it some more. Since the, I, you know, and and I just feel like being generous and letting you keep your weight because <laughs> it's your weight. No, I actually, I get this. I get this to smoke with people on the show. Blue dream. Blue uh, dream. So this what, is one of my what, favorite strains. Is so, see, that's the thing. Is like people. <laughs> oh gosh, I hate to be this person. My generation. <laughs> says that you know it's so much stronger now and like there's all these different you know because first of all let me let me state unequivocally and very clearly i am one thousand percent for the legalization of weed like fully across the board 100 percent. because when you look at how detrimental tobacco is when you look at how detrimental alcohol is it's just kind of like so there is actually scientific proof that people in pain are benefiting. Yeah, sure. And, and things I mean, like but, CBD and NTHD also. But again, things that are legal 
are so much more harmful. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I don't, and look, don't get me started about pharmaceuticals. This is, well, there are things that were, there are things that are making money so that we regulated them because they figured out a way to make money. And and that's what it was. So we, they kept doing it and it's still very big, big business. I don't like to talk about it either because I don't want, uh, in no way, shape or form is this, uh, a way to like talk about propaganda or any, right, 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 any way right, to, yeah, right. to try to and that's, say that's that. that's why I wanted to, to. This is more to spread like a positive message to show that like good people smoke weed. And <laughs> I have friends that are comedians because I'm a comedian. So I get to tell their stories. And when I meet interesting people, I want to tell their story. I want them to tell their story. So that's what kind of, what this but there's is. a few people who are going to be like, Dude, we've been trying to get Leslie to smoke for years. Yeah, this is gonna be <laughs> cool as fuck. She did it, guys. You saw it here today. So, they're, they're gonna tell you it's because you're cute. Speaking of, uh, oh well, thank you. <laughs> speaking of years, years. Uh, how did you get your start in comedy? Like, what is the, the I whole got divorced. story? You got your, you got a divorce. I got divorced eight and a um, half years ago. Uh, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Um, my ex and I have been together for almost fifteen years. It was completely toxic. Um, my kids didn't know because we were really good at putting on a show for other people, but there, I, I was in the situation where I had the house and we had the kids and you know, the, the, the picket fence life. We lived in Piqua of all places. Okay. So, you know, there weren't a lot of brown people in Piqua too. No. Yeah. It's a nice area. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's but I was, I was miserable. I was unhappy. I loved my kids. I thought I loved my husband, but it, it was, I was not, I was not being true to myself. In fact, I used to go to Living Word Church right up the street. Really? Yeah, we used to attend there. And um, he got it in the divorce. <laughs> he got the church. <laughs> oh, shoot. So you go to your own church now? Or you just oh, I do don't, the I'm, church of I'm, comedy? I have, I have abandoned uh, uh, religion? Uh, organi- organized religion. I am a spiritual person, but I, I am um, convinced that human beings have manipulated m- religion so that they can manipulate each other. I am... Uh, on board with that totally <laughs> uh i think that at one point there was a time and there still is a time for order and law and that's what those 10 commandments and and religion and and laws in general like the first human laws the, that's you know you shouldn't fuck people's wives without their permission or kill people that there's things that you still shouldn't do that we've been not doing since the beginning or at least what we thought were wrong from the beginning and I think that that's good, and those principles are good to live by. But yeah, should you give these guys money to keep this business going? No, I don't know how long that shit can stay afloot. You it's know? it's well, that, what, religion's uh, tough. It's a tough thing. And yeah, it's and a tough and thing. and the thing is, I think part of the reason that really um, kind of made me diverge from that path was. Like you said, there's there's so much guidance and there's so much saying, you know, this is how people should treat each other. And there are so many people that are in any various, I'm not going to pick on one specific, but there are so many people that are just absolutely, this is what we do, this is what we do, and then they are horrible to other human beings. Yeah, <laughs> so totally it's kind of like, right? yeah, um, totally I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah, one, one of my first realizations that the faith that I grew up with was not what I believed it to be was when I realized that I couldn't hate gay people because mm-hmm. I was like, but I've sinned. Yeah. So if I have to hate gay people, then I have to hate myself because sin is sin. And I mean, that's not at all how any of this is supposed to work. And yeah. then I started thinking about, you know, the, the legal ramifications of, you know, denying same sex marriages, like people not being able to be by their loved one's bedside as they died. I'm like, there's nothing humane about that. Yeah. And yet people were using, you know, religion as an excuse to say, well, you know, we just won't allow because, you know, you're not blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's ridiculous. I abandoned religion much, much for younger than that. Um, when I was a kid, I just like thought there was something up. I was, <laughs> I was walking through there. And it was just like, this is just not right. It just wasn't. I mean, I'm talking like four years old. I knew something was not right about that shit. I was like, this is a weird place to be. Like, who the fuck are these people? I don't know. Maybe it's because my dad smoked a joint in the way on the car. Ooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> were you, were, were no, you possibly somewhat affected? could have no, been true. It, it, can you get a second hand? Because I, I, I mean, believe me, kid, I've been maybe. around people. I don't like to smoke around my children. Uh, How old are your house. kids? Five, four, and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah really cool i love the shit out of them it's one of those things where like they teach you a lot about yourself 
dude, look, it don't stop. Yeah. It does not stop. My 19-year-old is in Washington State right now going to college. And wow. there's part of me that's like, you know, when I was 18, I joined the Army and I left home. But watching her do it, it's like totally, it's it's cool and it's 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 scary. Yeah. But. Yeah, my little girl will be six next week. I'm, <laughs> I'm freaking out. Yeah, my son will be 27. Yeah. In March. Wow. So. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, trust me. He got married last year, and I was just like, hmm, "I'm a mother-in-law." That's yeah. wow. And that's and that's goes. the thing is, so many people are just like, "Well, don't you want to be a grandma and all those kind of stuff?" And I'm just like, "But I don't own my kids' sexuality. If they want to have kids, great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not like that child is going to be my responsibility. That child's going to be their responsibility. So, yeah. I I don't know. You you have epiphanies in your like forties. Or thirties, I don't know. It's I it's totally it's probably that. who knows. But I um, think uh I think this weed is definitely taking effect and we're getting kind of stoned here. So I wanna say, um, so you got divorced and then how see I don't he, feel any different got the church. I mean, do you uh, think that I am? No, maybe not. You wanna hit oh. a dab? Would you like to try? I don't that? I don't I'm this scared. This is a marijuana concentrate. I'm scared. So this is the derivative of the weed. Uh they actually make a solvent and then they like take all the THC off the weed and then they cook the solvent out of it and they make a concentrate. So it's like a honey or a wax. It's pure THC. Essentially you have to smoke a lot less is okay. the whole point of it. Okay. Oh, try it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'm, do I'm, one first. I'm, I'm here for the culture. Okay. So while I'm, uh, <laughs> while I'm, but so I got divorced. Yes. Okay. So you got <laughs> divorced and then like what was your so what was your journey as far as like beginning comedy? Obviously, you were going through a maybe a crisis or something like that, and oh, you yeah. were like, "Yeah, I want to make a change." Yeah. Like, did you have a friend in comedy, or did you was it something that you like that you liked on TV? Like, what was your first kind of experience, and what was your thought process when you became a comedian? Like when you was when you finally started doing open mics and and all that, and what was your connection? What happened actually is um, I was a theater kid in high school. And so my oldest was in high school. He did show choir. And I would, um, that torch is amazing, by the way. I did, it's a creme brulee torch. I did choir in uh, middle school also. So shout out to your son. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of my kids, thankfully, ha um, have artistic. Um, my oldest did show choir. My middle one and youngest did, uh, see, I have no idea what you're doing with that. So you, you blow air into it? No, you suck air out of it. Okay, that's all. Okay. <laughs> it's very powerful. I'm going to give you a baguito. See, you do that, and I'm like, oh. This is okay, so my journey while you're lighting that or whatever, and it's I gonna take decide whether off, or not I'm going <laughs> to. Give you some more details. But this my son uh, <laughs> did show choir. My two younger kids, uh, my middle one also did male chorus, <laughs> and um, they all acted in various <laughs> plays and all this kind of stuff. So I would love to take credit for that. <laughs> but um, while I was going through this divorce, when my oldest was in high school, I wanted to get back on stage. I missed being on stage. I did um, community theater when I was in the Army, too, a couple different times. In fact, I got to uh, portray Pluck in a Puck in a Midsummer Night's Dream when I was in Germany, and that was pretty freaking cool. But that was ninety, <coughs> like ninety eight, ninety nine, when I was in Germany. So I wanted to get back into the theater, but I had my kids week on week off, and I was not going to give up what time that I had with my kids after you know all this stuff that was going on. So I was just like, well, what can I do that I can get back on stage, but I don't have to commit to like rehearsals? Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. And you get to write your own script every week. And and the thing is, I'm one of those people that makes people laugh in conversation because I'm so desperate to laugh that I'm just, you know, kind of class clown <laughs> anyway. Totally so, know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just, it kind of seemed logical. But then, and I'm still working on this everybody every comic has whatever it is that they're working on but um yeah. my my self-esteem was under the toilet like i got hosed so bad in court it was just it was disturbing and i needed something to stroke my ego because like my yeah. kids were great but i needed something outside of my kids that i could feel good about myself for so on the one hand i was kind of a ringer because public speaking was never an issue with me but i was just like okay you know what but you're 40 years old. You don't need to be trying to do this <laughs> starting artist thing. You got responsibilities, yada, yada. 
And I told myself, because I was splitting my time between Columbus and, and Dayton. So the weeks that I dropped my kids off, I would come to Wiley's and do the mic. And then the weeks that I didn't have my kids, I would be in Columbus at the Funny Bone or wherever mics. And um, so they were having the competition. And let's see, this would have been fall of 2011. So they were having the competition in Columbus. And I told myself, okay, you know what? Fine. Get the shit out of your system. If you make the finals in the contest, first go round, then you can keep doing it. This is what I told myself, right? Thinking there's no freaking way I'm going to make the finals my first round. Your only. Fir- and you, it, 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 it was the started. first competition I did. Yeah. And, and, and so I started in July, and this competition would have been the following October. And, yeah, four months in, I went to the finals. <laughs> and then three and a half years later, I actually won it. So Wow. Meh, and now they don't have it anymore, and there's a whole story behind all that. Yeah, I – uh. I also a creme brulee torch. It is, yeah. It's, <laughs> you yeah, straight up were pointing that. At me. I know I'm you weren't, you. but <laughs> um, so I actually I don't tell a story very often. But <coughs> I went to Clark State. I started going to Clark State for theater uh, to be a theater major, and um, I used to look a lot different uh, six or seven years ago, eight years ago. Longer hair. Uh, well, my hair was a little bit longer, but I was also about 350 pounds and I was really overweight. And, uh, the guidance counselor at the time, just, uh, just kind of put your mouth on it. If you can come close to me, just put your mouth right there. There's a microphone in the way. Just put your mouth right there and then go ahead and hit it. Just yell, inhale. That's all all you're going to need. You should definitely be feeling that. (laughs) Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wow. All right. Yep. So this is what happened. My guidance counselor, do you need a second to recuperate? Put your arms up so that you can. There oh, you man. <coughs> yeah, it only lasts for like 30 minutes, but. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, you okay? You should be fine. <coughs> that actually. I'm with you. Reminds me of. Yeah, keep talking. Okay, so anyway, so my theater <coughs> major, or, or I was trying to go for theater. Okay, I got it that time for sure. Okay, so the guidance counselor, she was like, hey, I don't think that you can be an actor. She said, because you're too fat. She didn't say that, but she was like, she was like, look at the pictures of the other actors. And she was like showing me people that are in the plays and shit. That's she was like, And she was like, why don't you go and do a double major? And she was like, you can be a stagehand. And you can like, That's messed help up. So I, I, this is what happened. This is the whole reason I have this show. It's because, uh, and it's, she's a big motivating factor. Like when I go to the gym and stuff. And Does I, she know that? No, I have no idea who she even is. I don't <laughs> remember the lady's name. But, I, but you'll uh, remember that moment for. I'll never forget <coughs> it. So I quit immediately and I changed my major to audio broadcasting and video. And I went to this local school in Dayton. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of learned. My former sister-in-law went there, I think. Yeah, that's how I learned ago. how to do all this stuff. <laughs> when you were like still in middle school, probably. Yeah. But it's a cool story because like, I don't know. It's just. I think everybody has happened, an origin story. None of the, yeah, kind of this wouldn't have happened. So. But, um, yeah, I'm still a little tingly, but that's oh, cool. Oh, yeah. It's, no. it's, it's tolerable at this point. Yeah, weed is like cigarettes or alcohol. It's like having a drink or something. Like you feel no, it, but I've, it's not I've, overwhelming. I've never had, um, alcohol (laughs) remain (laughs) but i don't drink a lot either yeah i'm 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 I'm, uh i i just i was 18 when i joined the army and for whatever reason like i'm super lightweight anyway which by not drinking that just keeps me being a lightweight it's not like i like build up a tolerance Mm -hmm. or whatever but then like once i hit my thursday my, my thursdays once I hit my 30s and um, I was in charge of people, then I kind of turned into Din Mama because, you know, there's a lot of predatory activity that happens. And when you got 2,000 dudes getting drunk and there's only like 50 chicks, then <laughs> you kind of have to circle the wagon sometimes. Yeah. And the stories that I probably shouldn't tell, but yeah, stuff. So I got, I'm, I'm just kind of like a, a super vigilant person and then there's been some other stuff that we'll probably talk about yeah that um <laughs> i was really hoping that i would relax tonight because i don't know how and a lot of people don't know that but like when i perform 
It's so funny. Like sometimes I can be super, super focused and other times I'm just hungry. Like, um, one of my friends from, from Indy, he lives in New York now. Um, David Britton, maybe you've seen him in there. Um, somebody had posted in one of the Facebook groups, like, do any of y'all eat when you perform? Because a lot of people are like, oh my God, I can never eat. My, my stomach's all blah, 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 and I need to focus, yada, yada. If bitch is hungry, I'm going to eat. And so David had written this in the, in the group and tagged me to it. He's like, I haven't, but one time I was watching Leslie Battle. She was fixing to close the show, and she's sitting there scarfing down this burger, and they called her to the stage, and she goes, hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> when he talked about it, I remembered it, but I, I had like forgotten. But I can eat like up until the time they call me up if I'm hungry, and then go up, you know, do my set, come right back, finish eating. And a couple of people are just kind of like, "That is how? <laughs> like, how do yeah. you do that? How do you?" I, I don't know, but it. But when I went to basic training, um that's like one of the things that you end up doing when you're going through training is they're just like, we got five minutes to eat. So you got five minutes. And I mean, memories of, so you'd get your tray of food and you'd go sit down theoretically. Right. And then you'd have another spot where you put the tray because they'd take the dishes and stuff. Right. And so a couple of times, like we were supposed to go out to training or whatever, and people dragged their feet and we weren't on time or whatever, which nobody wants to not be on time. Right. And so we go through the line to get our trays to immediately, like the poor girl who was first literally didn't get to sit down. And so then everybody that was behind her, we were just like lining, like nobody was really sitting. They were just lining up behind her and eating, standing up as they could before they had to put the tray in the thing. Damn. So when we got to the second phase of training, which is called AIT, Advanced Individual Training, (laughs) so many of the girls were just like, I really hope that guy doesn't ask me out because if I eat like I did when I was in basic training, <laughs> he is never going to want to talk to me again. So, and like, we all like wonder that, like, what's it going to be like? To- yeah. <laughs> Cause you're, you're in basic for two months and you're just like, but see my stupid, butt is like, I literally, <laughs> there's going to be at least three veterans who hear this. who are going to be like, Oh, Leslie, no. I had worked before I joined the army. Like, you know, your little fast food job that every teenager gets, right? And I just was like at summer camp. I forgot that we were getting paid. Yeah. And so it, we got there like the middle of August. And so we only had like that last couple of weeks. And you, at, back then you got paid monthly, right? It was like a big deal when they could pay you in the middle of the month. And um, <clears throat> we were about a week and a half in or something like that. I mean, it had been quite a few days. And one of the other girls was like, well, how does this work now, the getting paid thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, we get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like you're just eating and I was just out. right. I was yeah. making friends. Working out. I, I mean, there were girls that I went to basic training. One was from, from North Dakota. One was, oh, there was a couple of girls from New York. This one girl, she was like, I would just call you Texas. <laughs> Do you have an oil well? I'm like, bitch, I'm here. Of course I don't have an oil well. <laughs> what does it get? And I don't have cows either. Oh, my Daniel Day Lewis. Right? What is, what? What the hell's going on? Oh, did I answer the question? I don't even know. I probably am. What did I ask you? What do my eyes look like? Do I look? You're a little stoned. (laughs) You look like. You're right, sis. You're right. Um, Um, You had asked me about my journey into comedy, and then somehow I went off on the tangent about eating during comedy, and that's how we got to my basic training story. Okay, that's all right. Uh, My superpower is being able to get people back on track during a conversation. Have you ever met, in your eight and a half years, have you ever met any celebrities? Or even before then, like we were in the army or anything? um, Okay, so here's what happened, because I think I need to, to help with the timeline. All right. So I was active duty in the Army from 88 to 2001. Okay. And then in 2001, I transferred to the National Guard, and so I was mostly weekends. There were a couple of times that I was on active duty for the Guard, but I was mostly weekends. So even though I was in the Army, because I started in 2011, got divorced in 2010, started comedy in 2011, I didn't retire from the Guard until 2015. 
but I was able to work some things around, but that was part of it too. It was just kind of like, you know, if I'm really going to give comedy a shot, I really need to, and understand my total time in service was from 1988 to 2015. So <laughs> almost 27 years. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so how long did it take you to start like getting on the road and stuff? Because I know you just came here from um, Maryland tonight, and then you have a show in <laughs> Michigan tomorrow. You came here from Philly, right? You drove well, here no, from Philly. I, no, because I slept in Maryland. You slept in Maryland. I slept in Maryland, and then I drove back over the course of the day. The weather was really bad. Yeah, and, then and the Michigan older tomorrow. I get, yeah. Well, my point is, you're yeah. obviously you, you're obviously on the road. You're doing gigs. Like, what? How long did it take you until you were kind of a pro? kind of a pro you know were you like four or five years in is this a pretty recent thing or was it you know were you a natural i think that um i was probably around two years in okay but like i said public speaking was never like a fear of mine so from like when i even when i first did my first few sets people would always tell me but you've got great stage presence and that's like such a big part of it you you your stage presence is just on, just, you know, keep controlling, you know, being in control of the room or whatever. But um, I think I did my first headliner, like room headliner, I don't know, probably around four years ago because I won, when I won the Funny Bone, I, I was definitely doing like 15s and 20s, various places. Yeah. <clears throat> Just saying it. As it's it's the one it's it's the one place that at least in the beginning, my genetics helped me out a lot, because people are always looking for a female comic, people are always looking for an ethnic comic, you know, and yeah. then. I have the added thing of being a veteran. So I dare say I may not have been all that great. And don't get me wrong. I don't think that I'm great now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that people liked what I do. But pretty much every time I um, finish a set, I'm just browbeating myself about it. Did I go to sleep? No. When? <laughs> just now? I don't know. I just got to. Is that what happens? <laughs> Sometimes. Because I. You just kind of come back. Yeah. Come back to reality. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> you were thinking. I hear somebody talk. Oh, it was you. I'm making that person talk. That, that, oh, Weed's one man. of those things. Yeah, it definitely, um, it definitely has your, let your subconscious and your conscious kind of come together in a weird way. Oh, good God. <laughs> if those bitches meet, this whole world is in trouble. But you were asking me about uh, yeah, how long any celebrities. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> so here's a, see, if there's anything you need to know about Leslie, Leslie's always got stories. Whether she's on stage, off stage, it's always stories. So, oh yeah, I felt this. This feels like this like wave of dizziness a little bit, but then it just like goes away. Yeah, it's okay. It's just your first time smoking. You smoked some really good weed, and then you had a dab. And have you ever done dabs before? I haven't done anything before. What is this your is experience like the hardest right now? Thing are you in a I think you, are I you feel in a happy hazy place? yeah well yeah it's like a definitely could be a little lethargic <laughs> yeah but like you want food <laughs> and water I'm, shelter <laughs> it, it's still burning a little bit so you yeah. were serious about the half hour I thought you were just no, giving yeah. me shit no yeah you get stoned for like 30 minutes or so and then you no 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 I mean like the sensation of burning in my throat oh that might last all night <laughs> I just want to have some more water I'm going to be so mad at you by the end of this. Well, I think we had a miscommunication. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Women are from Venus and Johnny is from where they grow the weed. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Send me back. Send me. Um, we were talking about me getting started. I, I mean, if no, you no, get. No, I, no, no. I, we're, we're stoned. We're living in Groundhog's Day right now. Uh, that's a new question what have you ever met any celebrities when you oh no that's the same question but did i'll you, do it did you answer that I, no i did not because okay. i was going to tell a story and then i got sidetracked okay. because this whole situation <laughs> all right it's okay we're here now have you're you ever still met, cute though have you ever met thank you very much have you ever <laughs> met any celebrities like okay so um 
I have met. Oh, I almost forgot. But I wasn't on the show, though. It's Does okay. It count? No, no, okay. It doesn't count. You don't but have to let's be see. I mean, you know, just from being like like Chris Titus, he was yeah. here a few years ago. That's dope. Um, I watched his show on Fox when I was a kid. So I'm really embarrassed to admit what's going to be said next. Anyway, so here's the funny story about the time I met Brian Regan. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm a huge Brian Regan fan. Everybody For knows sure. a He's fan so of funny. Brian Regan. He's so funny. Please understand that I'm not like a student of comedy. Okay. So I don't know like so many comics. And then being a comic, people are like, oh, you know, such and such. And people just like, you know, like nobody binges anything but comedy. <laughs> and everybody like Encyclopedia Britannica of comedy. Especially the fans. I struggled saying that. And like I had to commit to say Encyclopedia Britannica because I had to prove to myself that, okay, anyway. <laughs> 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 but um no i'm gonna remember what we were talking about brian regan oh the time i met brian regan okay so i was in indianapolis right okay. and the guard headquarters had invited me to perform for the christmas party that year's christmas party so and uh, i was like bet and so i didn't have any completely clean videos like i'm not completely blue either mm-hmm because when I cuss, nobody takes it seriously. So it's kind of like it has it. It can't be like the bulk of my set. So I they wanted me to submit a video where I didn't cuss at all. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So there used to be the show in Indianapolis called Ten at Ten. You'd have ten comments each, do ten minutes. And so she let me um, close out. You know, just be the last person. And. During the show, I guess Brian Regan had played like a theater or something in town. And so he and his like entourage came into this club and it was an old Don Pablo's. And so it had like an upper level. And so him and his people had gone up to the upstairs and you could, it, it was really open. And so um, the people upstairs could watch the show and then there was the, the, the showroom. And so uh, I didn't. No, you know, because there was like, when you first came into the main entrance, you just immediately go up the stairs. You wouldn't like be visible to anybody in the showroom. So yeah. you don't, you know. And um, <laughs> so I did my set and evidently he watched my set. Like he got there maybe a comic before me or whatever. And so I just happened to be intentionally working clean the night that Brian Regan sees my set, Right. So, um, show is done. Everybody's turning to go or whatever. And one of the locals yells down to me like, Leslie, you got to get up here. You, you need to bre- meet Brian Regan. And in my mind, I'm going, who's Brian Regan? <laughs> and so <laughs> I get to the top of the stairs and understand. I know it's not always a race thing, but generally speaking, there's only one Leslie <laughs> in the room. <laughs> You know, there there may be two or three brown girls, but that's max at some of these places. And so I get up to the top of the stairs. There's 12 dudes who could be a Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know who he is. <laughs> oh, sure. And so I call one of my buddies over. I was like, look, you can roast me later. I don't care. But please tell me which one of these men is Brian Regan before I embarrass the shit out of myself. And he just chuckled like, oh, Leslie, because people that know me know that. They're like, you know, I'm oblivious to so much stuff that's going on, yeah. you know, comedy wise, because I'm afraid I'm going to post somebody's stuff. And I'm afraid of watching people that are that. better than me. Yeah. I'm afraid. Of, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's not the most interesting thing, though. That is funny, though. It, I mean, it's funny that but you met you. Well, you had the opportunity to meet. You were pretty much pushed into a position where you had to meet a celebrity, and you didn't know who the fuck they were. So I know that's horrible. Shout out to but Brian Regan. That's <laughs> not how the night ended. So the place was called Morty's, right? Okay. And you know how you have the restaurants outside of the main part of the mall, and they each have their own parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. So this place was a refurbished restaurant, an old Don Pablo's, I mentioned it once before <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> you said i was gonna giggle um i was leaving 
And um, I will admit now, <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is done, that um, I was going to stay at a friend's house who lived like two hours away and I was programming my GPS. And so I was looking at my phone. I wasn't looking. So, uh, you know, like the service ring that connects the. <laughs> <laughs> I zoned out Good for morning. a second. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's I'm okay. Back. I did too. <laughs> Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it took me a second. So um, right. this person was speeding through the parking lot, right? And mm. T-Bone... <laughs> I feel like you know what I'm going to say. I don't. I don't. It was just that earlier I was at a Kroger and I left my cart. And then it, as I was getting my car and leaving... It started going down the aisle, and some guy started chasing it, and I left, and I drove off really fast, and I was speeding through the parking lot. This happened a couple <laughs> hours ago. I didn't look back, but then my friend had texted me, and she was like, hey, were you a Kroger earlier? And I was like, Oh what? no, That's what I thought, too. I was like, what? Why are you Well, asking? she was like, I just happened to see you when I was picking my stuff up, and I was like, okay, I wonder if she saw me let that cart go. I was just thinking that. When I zoned out for a second, I was like, I wonder if uh, <laughs> she's only be a complete asshole and leave that's that funny. cart sitting there. Oh, that's not funny at all. I mean, it could be. She, it could honestly, maybe I was out of view by then. That's what I'm hoping. But now she listens. But to But you know, somehow. if you're the kind of friend that I think you are, then even if you did that, you get like one assholery, you know, witnessing so, a year. I was so stoned. I didn't even mean to go to the fucking Kroger. I it's an exit away from this my my apartment from my exit, and I just happened to go there, and I was like, you know what. You were fine. I was going to go tomorrow, but I was like, I need to get groceries anyway. So I was like, fuck it. Instead of doing a U-turn, I'm going to go in here. And then, uh, yeah, she happened to see me when I was coming out. But I don't know. I just think that's funny. If she saw me fucking, if she saw me just feel out when that cart was flying. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, Sorry. What were you talking about? My my car got hit. You're talking, oh, your car got hit. Yeah, yeah. speeding to the parking lot. Not <laughs> me, though. Someone else. Someone else speeding to a parking lot. <laughs> this shit definitely works. Um. <laughs> we might have abused it. Might, might, it's might, possible. might. It's very possible. Uh, Is it probable? It's probable. It's both. Uh-oh, he's all charged up, and he's got all the questions. Oh, I also got to hang out with Jay Farrell. Oh, and then a bunch dope. of people acted like they didn't know who Jay Farrell was, and I was like, that's you know up. what? <laughs> Everybody, he was on SNL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's humble. He is so humble. He's a very funny guy. Yeah. He's very guys. funny. Uh, what What's your most memorable moment in comedy? I mean, and that's far, I can't think we've already covered, like, meeting celebrities or people you might kind of look up to in the industry but what was your most maybe your biggest accomplishment or just some time where you were like this is it for me and i'm gonna do this like hmm. i guess because i pretty much knew like the first time that i did an open mic that this is this is what i need you want to be on stage yeah 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 and um but most memorable God. I don't know because these are tough questions folks <laughs> <laughs> and and Leslie thinks to goddamn much um I don't overthink it yeah just, I mean something that that kind of pulled you in. Maybe you're going to quit or maybe something and then something pulled you back in because I find that's often just it I've been addicted to it to like as, as 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 soon as people started saying, "Hey, I can at least give you gas money." Yeah, I was just kind of like, "Wait, people want to pay me to do this?" I know. A it, couple years in, you start seeing it, and you're like, "Oh shit, this there's something to this." And that's the thing because you also see the people who aren't getting offers. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, if you're putting in I, work, and I you get have it, yeah. but you know, and 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 that's, it. I think especially for me. And I hate to say this, but 
I think, like I mentioned earlier, you know, some of the opportunities that I get are because I fit a certain demographic. But on the same thought, typically the feedback that I get is it's it's definitely not you know what I'm saying it's it's people tell me that they like what I do okay and so I'm not saying that I'm always the diversity hire but then I know that Cause like I know a lot of people who like want to do it full time or whatever, but can't, and and they're just like, well, I I want to be you know hitting stages as often as you do, so on and so forth. It's like, but if you have other responsibilities, then you aren't necessarily going to be able to be on the same trajectory. I mean, like I was basically escaping to comedy, okay. And so the the times that I didn't have my kids, I was just like, you know, every other week trying to do as much as I could, but also. For a while there, you know, I was still in the Army, too. So, you know, a lot of juggling. Mm. But, um, because people, we we always want to set, like, goals and stuff, right? And I understand there's, like, tangible goals. I understand there's, like, things, you know, want to do a stadium show, want to do, you know. But I don't know that there's anybody who can exactly replicate somebody else's journey. So I don't know. Cause I've had to really, um, learn how to talk to myself because I was so negative. And I mean, you know, yeah, it's good. Self talk, positive self talk is good. Like affirmations. I have to do that too. Sometimes I think everybody does. And I, I think it's, so, I think it's very normal. People. <laughs> I think it's really normal to, to sometimes be like, hey, shut the fuck up and, and keep going, right? You have to tell yourself that from time to time. It's important. It's important. You got to conquer that shit and you got to say, hey, I'm in control, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I don't think. I just keep feeling like I, like, go to sleep. On the the weed? Make, is it making you I t- guess. Making you I tired? mean, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, I was talking... And I know when I'm really tired, this happens anyway, but I don't know what's going to happen with this. Um, <laughs> I can still hold a conversation, but like I'm asleep. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I kind of feel like I keep like dozing off and waking up. It's okay. Um, I just got a few more questions for you and then I will, uh, we will, we will cut this thing. So what, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Where do you get your inspiration when you write? (sighs) Well, a lot of my set is about the past. So, you know, I mostly talk about me and try to paint myself as this quirky, no-nonsense, you know, person. Um, Every once in a while, just like stuff happens. Like, (laughs) so my daughter... Um, you know, I really didn't talk about him that much. That's good. My second ex is German Irish. And so our kids together are super pale and their eyes are hazel hazel now. But when they were kids, like my daughters didn't change till she was like 10. I had this blue eyed kid. I was like, I don't know (laughs) what to do. (laughs) People are looking at me like I'm the nanny. (laughs) But, um, it's basically it's like stuff about your life pretty much yeah right? yeah and 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 that's the thing is you know every once in a while like i've got a couple that are kind of pop culture but mm-hmm. i tend i i don't like doing jokes that have a shelf life yeah like i had a really good kim so kardashian timeless. joke trying to make like timeless when jokes. she was pregnant but she's not pregnant now so there you go <laughs> stuff like that. I do and stuff like that too. I'll write something that's like sort of relevant to the time, and then it only works for a bit. But you know, those are just those are just practices. I think something you could snap off for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And yeah, it. and it's just practice. It's just kind of showing you and and others your capabilities. There's nothing wrong with that. The writing stuff that you know is not going to be a forever thing. And some of my jokes are not going to be a forever thing. I think I'll be writing new shit. I'll probably be doing new shit 
six months from now, a year from now. I hope I am. But you should be. Yeah, we should always be trying to trying to improve. Um, okay, so what? Uh, when was the first time you ever smoked weed? And can you can you kind of <laughs> tell me about that experience? Because I know today <laughs> was uh, this is maybe the first time you've ever actually smoked weed. Yeah, right? this was is probably there a time, the first time. Was there a time before where you tried it and it just didn't work out right? I think. Well, we I only discussion. took one puff. You took a puff. Yeah. Was it a joint or a bowl? It was a joint. No. Okay. Was it a a pipe? No, it was it was what? a bowl. Bowl. It was a bowl. Oh my god. So, I'll tell you this much. Okay. It was since I started comedy eight and a half years ago that I even found out what a bowl was. Like okay. another comic showed me what a bowl was. Oh shit! <laughs> you were that naive to it. You just didn't. I did not. I had never in my life smelled weed burning until I was thirty-three. Yeah, I love the smell of weed, <laughs> or any time at all. It's uh, <laughs> a good thing. So, did you enjoy this weed tonight? So you didn't get high before. I think you're definitely stoned now. I'm fucking stoned. I think it was the dab. Did you enjoy it? Are you like in a? I'm you know, where are you at? Just for people, you know, as a case study, as an anecdotal case study. I feel guilty. You feel bad for feeling good? Because that's associated with a lot of things. And that's, yeah. that's, I think that's just the social stigma and kind of the culture you, you grew up in. And things are changing nowadays. Things are a lot different. And used to be, you know, you had to really hide it and stuff. But now with the decriminalization and the recreationalization in some places. Right. You know, and then, then the medical aspects of it. This thing is, it's really coming uh, full frontal, you know, it's going to, it's here and it's not that big of a deal. Like, obviously you didn't die or anything, like, you know, right? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I think it would happen by I'm now. I'm glad to still be here. Yeah. Um, I think that a big part of it too is um, patients are starting to be a lot more active in their health care decisions. Mm-hmm. And you can absolutely tell a doctor, look, if you know I'm going to die anyway, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, motherfucker, let me get high. Right. The, the, Please. We're not, you know, all of these pharmaceuticals are, you know, destroying my body. Yeah, whatever. But, um, okay, yeah, I didn't die. You didn't die. You're good. <laughs> you ever, uh, how do you feel about marijuana overall? Like, you know, do you think it's sort of like a vice or a hobby or do you think it's like a medical thing or you think it could be all those things well yeah because it depends on the person it does depend on the person i mean you know it it, but at the end of the day there are things that are legal that are far more destructive yeah and especially now that it has been legalized in places and they're not you know having all of these you know dreamed up problems Mm-hmm. that they thought were gonna they were gonna have because of legalizing it. So they're making so much money too. Yeah they are. They're making yeah, they are. billions of dollars. I uh, just am confused to how I the don't whole even understand that part of it either, to be completely honest. I've read up on it and it's still all so confusing. This there's a gray area in all this shit. Yeah. Like this might not even be okay a couple years now. But at the same time I, w- I wanna believe that we're making moves and we're changing things and that it's a generational thing. Like a few generations of people will have to die off and think about the different aspects of it, just like alcohol and everything else. We always look back on society and we're like, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> that was dumb as hell. Why did we do that? Look, Why did we not? I have so many questions about so many firsts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to like totally change the subject, but don't No, It's okay. okay. This is just a cool time to be alive in general. <laughs> So I went on this bourbon tasting tour and they let you, there's stages that they ferment the bourbon. Yeah. Right. Did you go to like bur- the, it was like the Jim Beam. The one in Kentucky K- or Kentucky. Tennessee? Yeah. K- there were, they yeah, took Kentucky. you, they took you to two distilleries and we had lunch and then we spent the night in the casino out there. Oh, that's dope. And, uh, dang it. so they, they show you like the first stage of it. And let you taste it. It was like rubbing alcohol. Uh. And I'm just kind of like, who said no? Let's just put it back in and see if it gets better. You know? Like, That's what? a good point. <laughs> who, who, who was the person that, you know, first fermented beer? 
I don't know. Before beer was beer. I mean, how could you look at something, you know, foamy and bubbly and stinky and be like, yeah, I, I drink it. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I don't know. I wonder how that was invented. I wonder. Yeah. If well, it was I mean, an so many of the best things, especially, you know, pre industrialization, were accidental. Something got left out too long or something sat under a, a magnifying glass in the sun and. You know, a lot of, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of science has grown out of a lot of, oh, would you look at that? Things change, yeah. <laughs> we mutate, things evolve. I think that's uh, that's like the overall message of this whole thing, right? Hmm. We're evolving. Society's evolving. We're looking at this plant differently. You have never smoked weed, and then you smoked weed today, and you seem fine. So that's a very positive thing. <laughs> you're a good person. You're a veteran. You, and, you know... You're not, you're not doing anything wrong. I just want to reassure you that you're completely fine. Oh, no, that's not what I felt guilty about. But it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't. I wanted to make sure that you don't yeah, feel guilty no, for like no, smoking. No, it's Because feeling, like, feeling relaxed and feeling like I'm like. I'm know. giving myself guilt for being relaxed because of like wanting to never be victimized. Okay. What so. Do you, so how do you, what the, do you mean by that? The. the Remember how, or maybe don't, um, earlier I was saying once I was responsible for people, I kind of took on this like den mama yeah. persona and I'd always, you know, make sure everybody else was safe or whatever. Yeah. And so I just have this like thing. I mean, I don't really talk about it a lot because usually I try to stay in a situation where I feel safe. Do you feel safe? Yeah. Okay. I would not have come here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You'll say. laughs> right. But we've already established that I think you're cute. So I hope that's not weird for anybody. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Y'all know. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it's, I, I, I find the, the most intricate things to guilt myself about. Yeah, well, the human mind plays tricks on itself. Don't worry about that so much. Uh, and weed definitely can make you a little bit paranoid sometimes. But I think also what it does is it just kind of like makes you step back and see yourself. And some people aren't always prepared for that. So that's, that's something to think about. Um, but this was fun. I thank you for smoking with me and uh, your lovely compliments also <laughs> and uh, just for kind of sharing your story and everything and you're you're a veteran and I you you know thank you for that also you're welcome. so uh, do you have any shows this won't be out for a few months but if you have any shows or anything or any reoccurring mics or anything that you run or that you do or if you want to plug your social media yep. easiest way time. to find me is my website www.lesliebattle.com all one word or i'm sorry lesliebattlecomedy.com um l-e-s-l-i-e b-a-t-t-l-e comedy.com fantastic and folks thank you for listening make sure you subscribe to this channel and like these videos and uh, also these podcasts and you guys follow leslie and be on the lookout for the next episode thanks so much